No Ketchup Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch-Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. It's been a long morning. It was a long night. Bears take a big L, 10-3 at home to kick off the 100th NFL season last night at Soldier Field. I woke up at about 5.30. I couldn't really sleep. I don't know if that was because I saw Aaron Rodgers' face or the Packer fan celebrating his face last night or if it was Trubisky performance or Nagy's ridiculous game plan that was one of the worst coaching performances I've ever seen but I couldn't sleep and I've been up all morning listening to Bears slander non-stop it's it's been tough <laughs> as a Bears fan Big Nick the Quick's gonna join me via the, via Selly here in a couple minutes and we're gonna go through what we thought of the game how it broke down is it Trubisky's fault or Nagy's fault if you had to rank one of the two? Is this a preseason issue? Should he have been playing in the preseason talking about Trubisky? Does Nagy need to change his viewpoint on that? We're going to break down all that, talk about Denver coming up. I have the post-game audio from both Trubisky and Matt Nagy that will be live on the pod. Stay tuned for that. But I got to give you a peek inside my brain and just, just the heartbeat of the city. That's what I was feeling yesterday. I went to the watch party at Grant Park, the NFL watch party, went and saw Meek Mill perform a great intro, a great pregame to the, the start of the game. Bud Light was flowing. I was feeling good. The thing about the Bears in Chicago is everyone roots for the Bears. Baseball, usually, you, you have one of the two, right? You, you root for the Cubs or you root for the White Sox. For uh, the, the folks at the United Center, you rock with the Bulls or you rock with the Blackhawks more times than not. I mean, there's people that like basketball and hockey, but it's not, a, it's not that common in my opinion. Everyone in the city roots for the Chicago Bears no matter what. So the hype around this game and going into that is palpable. It's palpable. <laughs> Everyone was fired up. I was fired up. And for us to come out and lay an egg like that on the offensive end was astonishing. We know about the defense. We know about the defense. I dropped a pod months ago about the defense will be fine with Vic Fangio leaving. Like, I wasn't worried about that. I was there to see the O, and I was there to see the game plan, Nagy put together it was not the answer the big dog big nick the quick on the line he was able to step away from his work day he's already had a stressful day coming off the bears last night what's going on man 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 been better <laughs> definitely been better man you know long night long night last night man i don't know uh you know, I don't know exactly what happened. Well, I do know exactly what happened. Well, I was talk about that a little bit, but man, just a long night, man. How you doing? I'm good, bro. Listen, let's get let's jump right in. 
Give me your initial thoughts. Bad game for Nagy. Trubisky not good either. Give me your initial thoughts, and then we're off and running. Yeah, so, I mean, I was tweeting about it a little bit, but I just think overall, really, really, really bad game by Nagy. I think if we're going to start at one place, um, you got to look at Matt Nagy's play calling, right? First and foremost, on the defensive side of the ball, I do not believe that we could have played a better game, right? If you're only giving up one touchdown pass to Aaron Rodgers, and, you know, that was a solid drive that they had, but up until that point, and after that point, you know, the defense did their job. So I want to start off by saying, first and foremost, the defense played absolutely lights out. Those boys came out hungry from the very first snap. You know, Roquan Smith set the tone with two, you know, two of the first tackles there. Royal Robertson Harris was getting in there. Khalil Mack was getting back to the quarterback. I don't think we had any concern about the defense. I know we didn't have any concerns going about the defense going in, right? We knew that the Pagano switch, you know, might be a little hiccup here and there, but obviously that did not. That didn't manifest itself yesterday, but man, the concerns about the offense are way worse than I could have imagined. Um, you know, we gave a lot of credit to Matt Nagy last year with the whole VU thing and some of his innovative and sometimes risky play calling, which did pay off. Um, and I think in this game, it was just the exact opposite. I don't think he put Mitch in a position to succeed, but at the same time, Mitch didn't execute, right? Um, we completely abandoned the run game in the second half. I mean, did we run the ball at all in the second half? I cannot recall a run play in the third or fourth quarter. Um, if it did happen, it was extremely few and far between. So um, we were playing that game like we were down 21. The play calls that he was calling didn't make any sense. Mitch was locking on to one receiver for the entire game, right? Allen Robinson had a monster day. Um, I'll definitely take my hat off to him. That's what we want to see when we gave him all that money. But, again, man, it was just a bad game. Um, really, really, really bad game. And I wasn't one of those people on the preseason bus of, like, oh, you got to play in the preseason and everything. But, man, um, I, I, you know, again, I, I don't really know how you can how you can say, like, hey, we don't need to play in the preseason when you come out that shaky. Mitch did not look comfortable at all. He looked like a guy starting his first NFL game. Matt Nagy looked like a guy calling his first NFL game. And it was just a disaster um, on that side of the ball. Just a complete disaster on that side of the ball. Coming into Can't the, understate that. One of the one of the worst offensive games they've ever watched the Bears play, and I've seen terrible ones. Coming considering in, the talent, hundred percent. And coming into the game with all the hype and Trubisky's on, it's Nagy two or what? What, what did he say? It's Nagy two point or two o two. Like this is his yeah, third Nagy year. He's yeah. rolling. Yeah. Like we're gonna let, let's get all into it. You know what I'm saying? Listen. I'm hot, bro. I'm hot. I'm upset. Because I think a lot of that shit that he was saying, this is Matt Nagy I'm talking about, was bullshit coming in. I understand it's a bad game, and there is bad games, and the Packers' defense is upgraded. We just weren't ready. We weren't ready. Trubisky wasn't ready. Nagy wasn't ready. The play, n- nothing, nothing seemed like they were ready to go for a Thursday night football game at home. The defense was ready. They just didn't seem ready. Tariq Cohen had no carries all game. Didn't touch. Didn't didn't run the didn't run the ball once, which I don't have a problem with. Then don't ever have him in the backfield. Make him hundred percent a wide receiver. Split him out. That's fine. Get him the ball when we can. Montgomery, you you mentioned in the second half. Montgomery had one carry in the second half. Mitch had forty five attempts. He had fifty three dropbacks. 53 times he loaded it up to look for a throw and it only got 45 off. 
It's it, it, it was it just didn't make any sense. Everything you were saying about we were playing like it was a three or four possession game. We were down we and until late we were down four points. It wasn't like we were down a touchdown the whole game. That didn't that 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 field goal didn't come till the fourth quarter. They asked Nagy what was going on, what was the problem, and I quote Nagy, and we're going to hear from Nagy. I got some audio we're going to play here in a bit. It was the flow of the game. We couldn't get in the rhythm. Simple as that. Then you have a big play. I think we had a play to Montgomery down the seam, and then we have a miscommunication on personnel. It's like, here we go again. We couldn't get in the rhythm because, first of all, getting in a rhythm would be helped by running the football at some point. They just weren't ready, man. He panicked. He panicked and, and, and just yeah. started throwing the ball all over the field, and we, he just panicked. It was the worst coaching job of him by far at his time in Chicago. There's no doubt about that. Panic is 100% the right word, yeah. I mean, when I was looking for a word for it, uh, I didn't think of that. But, yeah, panic, I mean, 100%, you're right. He, he panicked early. But this is the thing. How can you panic down – Four points most of the game and then seven points. And I'm going to answer my own question. You know how you panic? You don't trust your quarterback. He didn't know what to do. You know what happens in New You know how we always talk about New England and Brady Belichick and go back and forth with that? When Belichick has a bad day, who bails him out? Tom. When Tom has a bad day, who bails him out? Bill. Trubisky is not good enough for Nagy to have a day like he had last night. Nope. Simple as that. If he if he comes Boy. up with a game plan and starts to panic, and you know all that talk of the quarterbacks, the extension of the, the head coach and all that shit? Yeah. Trubisky's yep. not ready for that. There's no way he's ready to go out and have and, and attempt 45 passes and drop back 53 times. It's just it's, yeah. it just can't happen. Overall, Trubisky well, Really, really quick. Overall, Trubisky, 26 of 45, under pressure, 4 of 11, in tight windows, 5 of 12, and in in, in throws 10 yards plus 5 of 18. Yep. And 1 for 10 on third down conversions. Correct. Yeah. I mean, 100%, man. He 100% panicked. He didn't put Trubisky in a position to win. Um, as far as not trusting him, I mean, yeah, I, I, apparently he did trust him if he's dropping back 53 times. What he didn't trust is his offensive game plans. What he didn't trust is sticking to a script. You know, you talk about Brady and Belichick, and we, we get it. That's like the, the, the pinnacle of what you want to achieve. But when you watch their games, they stick to the script. They can have terrible running backs. Guess what? Don't run the damn football because that's what you're supposed to do in the NFL. This isn't college football. You can't continually run this gimmicky stuff, which, again, they weren't running last night, but to me, Dropping back 53 times is gimmicky. It's gimmicky, right? You don't got Pat Mahomes back there. You don't have a quarterback that's going to will you to victory like that, like you said. And not to mention, the biggest thing is your defense was playing lights out. Your defense was playing lights out. Run the ball, get downfield, right? And then set up something inside the 30. Your Your defense was playing lights out. This was the whole game was a whoever scores next is going to win this game type of ball game. For the Packers, it was a field goal for, or a touchdown. For the Bears, it would have been a touchdown. Right? It should be 10-7 to 7 Bears. That's that. 
that's nothing more, nothing less. It doesn't make sense to play the game that type of way. It doesn't make sense to drop back 53 times. It doesn't make sense to have 30 straight plays where you did not call a run. I saw that tweet. That was I. I, I didn't was, realize that, but yeah, I mean, I, I believe it 100. percent Incredible. That's what I'm saying. I can't think of the last run play that they ran. Honestly, I mean, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. And, and like, okay, Montgomery was averaging what three yards a carry. Not great, but you didn't give him a chance. Running backs get better as the game goes on. You have to feed them. Now listen. Right? Yeah. No. 100. Well, percent yeah, so well, it's it, just it like anything, bro. You just got to get people involved to get them going. You you know you what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You got to. St- it seems like he came out with a game plan when it didn't work on the first couple drives. He said, "Fuck it, we're just gonna start slinging this thing." But then the throws that you're making don't make any sense because he's not throwing the ball longer than ten yards downfield. Well, that's what I mean. That, 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 that's that. where the that's where the trust factor comes in, and, it, yeah, and the trust exactly, factor. So. The trust factor with him and Trubisky comes in then where you're not throwing the ball downfield at all, and that goes into not trusting him when you're building out the game plan. It's like, hey, I have to stick to this type of mediocre-ish going down the field throws mostly under 10 yards because, as I said, anything over 10 yards, he's 5 of 18, right? So I think that's a big trust thing. This is the other thing. I I do want to touch on this preseason talk because – I've been I've been bullish on the on the the preseason. You don't need it. That's fine. Come out and play ball. I want to tailor that a little bit by saying this. Nagy is with this guy every day all day, right? He sees him going through the playbook. He sees him going through the game plan. He sees him going through everything. Now, we talked about it. We had heard a bunch of stuff He's not. He doesn't look all that great in, in in camp, right? He's throwing interceptions, and we kind of shook it off because he's playing RD. And then Nagy came out in the media and pushed the narrative of, "Hey, I want him to push it to the limit in practice. If he turns it over in practice, I, I almost like that because he's going after it, trying to make big plays and figuring out what he can and cannot do." Matt Ryan. NFL MVP veteran, he played in the preseason. Mahomes, those guys took snaps in the preseason. If you're Nagy and you see this guy and you feel like he's going to come out and needs to knock some rust off, then play him in the preseason. Injury, I know you're scared of injuries and all that. That's fine. But that seems like it falls on Nagy too. There's no way that he was lights out in the game plan and practice, everything was perfect, and then he came out and it looked like that. Right. You know what I mean? Does that kind of make sense? It's almost like uh-huh. it's almost like they're going in, him and Nagy. Like, if Nagy had a few question marks, it's like, uh, I mean, I'm not going to throw him out there in preseason so he can get hurt, and I'm confident that, oh. you know, he'll figure it out. So here's a kind of watered-down game plan, and then we'll go from there. And that's why it was so confusing to hear the Trubisky audio, which you're going to play, where he talks about how well they're playing in practice. Because all I heard this summer was, you know, the defense is dominating. The offense has been inconsistent. And that's kind of, you know, again, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I wasn't like, oh, man, we need to play all these guys in the preseason. But, yeah, you look around the league, yeah, Pat Mahomes, I think he played three quarters in one game, right? right. I mean, dude, uh, Matt Ryan's yeah. been in the league, what, 13 hey, years? Matt Ryan's been in the league for 13 years. If anyone doesn't need reps, it's Matt Ryan. If this guy's playing the in the preseason, yeah. then that's something that you can look at like, hey. Yeah. 
I mean, if Matt Ryan is if Matt Ryan is trying to get reps in preseason, then Mitchell Trubisky might might be maybe he should get some reps too. Maybe he should get some reps. I think Matt Ryan is taking a few reps in his day. So if, if, if the coach over there, I don't even know who the Falcons coach is right now, but uh, Dan Quinn, if he feels that you know he needs to uh, get some reps from Matt Ryan, right? Aaron Rodgers was gonna get reps if the field wasn't messed up in Winnipeg. So right. obviously they want to get some reps in over there, right? I. I, I I, I'm, I, I'm, I see both sides of the preseason thing, but to be for a young quarterback like Mitch, who again is coming out of college where he did, he only had one year of being the starter, right? He needs to see those reps. And if it is Nagy 202, and there's some things that need to be worked out, you know what you can do in a preseason game? You can plan for the panic, right? Because you're playing against somebody else. So now you can adjust on the fly. So even for Nagy, besides Trubisky, who is Matt Nagy to say he doesn't, that Matt Nagy himself doesn't need the coaching rep? That's right? a great reacting point. Reacting to situations, reacting to a non-controlled environment. We talk about these uh, these joint practices and these full team scrimmages and all that, and that's all great. But that is a controlled environment. There are no elements. There is no there is no crowd. You can pump in all the crowd noise you want, but until those lights are turned on, right, and you are reacting, and it becomes a true chess battle, not an evaluation, because that's what you're doing in those joint practices, right? The other each coach has an agenda. And the agenda is not to win the joint practices. They don't publish the stats. You don't have a record of joint practices. It's not like, oh, we're 3-0 in joint practices this summer. Like, oh, you know what I mean? So in a real game, there's just certain things you can never simulate, right? So even if it's a quarter, even if it's a half, right? Something, some reps, some timing things. Get some things down, right? Um, you know, and then what happens after that last preseason game is then you got a week to correct those things. Hey, Mitch, here's the, or, I'm sorry, the third to last one. So you have like two weeks. Hey, Mitch, this is the film, right, of the 20 snaps that you took and maybe five throws. We keep noticing that you are still locking on receivers. Let's correct that before Green Bay on Thursday. But no, what do you have? You have film from fucking joint practices. So it's kind of like, you know, again, I feel like part of me is like uh, it's convenient to now take this side because we lost. Uh, but at the same right. time, man, you know, Nagy, Nagy said, hey, we don't need him. Last year he said we didn't need him and it was okay, right? This year, said we didn't need them, and it wasn't okay in game one. I mean, like you said, that offensively, they they didn't have anything. They did not have anything. Some of those catches by Allen Robinson were ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, that was a top-flight receiver making catches. So without Allen Robinson, what does that game look like? You know what I mean? Do we even convert a third down? Yeah, it's questionable. So if that's what you're relying on, you know, these back-shoulder throws to Allen Robinson down the team, it's just crazy. Mitch Trubisky in total, 26 of 45, 228 uh, interception, a bad interception, and they had five, he took five sacks. This is Mitch yeah, Trubisky. What, what, what was that pick? What was that? Yeah, he, he's just trying to make some shit happen, man. I don't, it, was, it was a bad read, bad throw, bad everything. And the Packers knew it. You saw the Tremont Williams quote? Yeah. He said, all we got, he said, hey, we just wanted to have Mitch play quarterback. We knew if we got Mitch to play quarterback, we'd win. Meaning we knew if we could contain him from running, which is, you know, what he's obviously best at, if we could get the Bears, what he's really saying is we could get the Bears out of their game plan and force them to start chucking the ball and thinking that Mitch Trubisky is Pat Mahomes, it's a wrap. That means the Packers had zero fear of Mitch Trubisky coming into this game. That's a disrespectful quote. That's up there with the uh, D'Angelo Hall, you know, Jay's, Jay's, 
Jay's, you know, Jay's gonna throw us a few. Oh, that's how it works. We know Jay's gonna give us. A, we know Jay's gonna give us a few, right? You know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's like, hey, look. We can bait them into doing what we want them to do, and that's defense. That's what good defensive coordinators do. You, you know, bait the offense into doing exactly what you want to do. You dictate the game. You know how, The offense for the Bears did not dictate the game last night. You know how when someone says something so disrespectful, but it'd be true, so you you, you try yeah. not to like laugh or like if you're on the other <laughs> side? Like, yeah. I remember when I heard D'Angelo say that, I just kind of shrugged and was like, I mean, this guy's not lying, right? Like, it's true. I think it was Charles Woodson who said it, but D'Angelo said something after the fourth pick game. But yeah, they both said something. He, it knew, was gonna, he knew we, we knew we gonna get a couple, so just hang yeah, in he there. Said he's gonna give us a couple. <laughs> and you like look at other Bears fans, and you're like, I mean, fuck, he's he not lying. Yeah, where's the lie? Yeah, where's the lie? But here's uh here's Mitch Trubisky post game presser. They asked him, you know, how he felt, what was going on with the offense. This is Mitch Trubisky last night. Mitch, how do you feel like you played? Not that good. Not that good. Um, definitely left a lot of plays out there. Um, just myself and as an offense, we really couldn't find a rhythm there. Um, struggle on third down, obviously that was apparent. Um, so we gotta have, we gotta be better on first and second down. So to stay in manageable situations on third down, I feel like I made some good throws here and there, make some made good decisions for the most part. But um, it, it, I think it was just sloppy by myself and uh, as an offense as a whole, just uh, going through all our procedures and um, it, it was just tough. We couldn't find a rhythm. So it, it's 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 really frustrating because it's very uncharacteristic of this offense, um, especially the way we've been practicing. Um, but the type of guys we got in there, obviously we had our defense, special teams battled all night to keep us in it. So um, we, we just got to continue to pull together, uh, look within ourselves and, and find answers to make sure we're not feeling like this again. But um, I definitely feel like uh, I let a lot of my teammates down and uh, the fans down but with, with the way I played. And uh, I definitely feel like I could have done better. Anticipation of expectations you had for yourself. How much of a letdown is this and how do you just kind of put this in the past? Yeah, uh, I, I didn't really buy into all the hype and hoopla surrounding the game, just kicking the season off. Uh, I really tried to look at it just like it was the first game of the season, and we still got a bunch more to go. Um, but, yeah, when you allow yourself to just buy into that and make it more than it is, you just don't perform the way you wanted to. And I don't think the environment and all the hype leading up to it um, is why we played the way that we did or way the way I played the way I did. Um, it, it's just kind of we just didn't do what we needed to do tonight. So I just need to do my job and um, come back, look at this film, be critical of myself, which I will, and uh, just make sure we're better. Quick. He says he didn't buy into the hype of the game. I was just kind of coming in. What are your thoughts on that? Because there's just no way he, he didn't buy in and did. And, and really quick. Yeah, and, and really quick. One of the one one of the things too is that of course he bought into the hype because he's watching television yeah. and he's reading stuff right, and to go back just if you listen to how he, he I've never seen Mitch down like this. He took first. Oh yeah, off, he didn't sound the yeah. confidence that he used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he he sounded really down and disappointed, and I felt I, I felt bad for him when I was watching the presser. But yeah, go ahead. What do you think about him saying he wasn't buying into the the hype? I think that's one of those cool guy statements you hear NFL players make from, or athletes make from, oh, we don't believe the hype, you know, all that matters is the preparation that we're doing, yada, 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 yada. Look, man, Mitch Trubisky, dude, 
that when this game was announced and that we'd have Thursday night football on the lakefront to kick off the season against the Green Bay Packers, it was going to be a big deal. Period. End of discussion. I don't want to hear any of that. You knew how big the game was. You know the magnitude of it. You know, he doesn't. he's not isolated, right? He's out there in the streets. He knows what's going on. He's listening. He's reading. He's on the Internet. He understands how much hype was built around this game. He understands how much hype was built around this team. He lived here this summer. You know what I mean? You think that his, this summer for him was a little bit different than last summer? Absolutely. Right? So, and that's for every single player on I mean, you said he was in the street. He was getting love and shit. That's what you're talking about? Getting love, He's getting love. I was on Eddie Jackson's Instagram yesterday, and I was like, yep. Good night, summer. These so boys been chilling, huh? Yeah, these guys ran the town this summer, bro. So you, you're getting all – and he's the quarterback, you know, the most recognizable guy on the team outside of Khalil Mack. Um, so, I mean, he's getting nothing but love all over the place. Like, he feels that love. He feels the excitement. He feels the hype. The team had an air of confidence about them. They know what the deal is. They won 12 ball games last year. So don't sit here and tell me that, you know, you, you didn't – buy into any of the hype or you're immune to that because you're a human being and nobody's immune to that type of situation. So I don't even want to hear that. But again, I think that's one of those cool guy statements that they all end up making and you know, you start to be like, yeah, whatever. What's he supposed to say? Oh yeah, man, I was super hyped up and you know, I was, re- you know, like again, yeah, it's just one of those things. Yeah, I'm going to finish yeah. this audio. There's about 60 seconds left and then I got a couple points I'll, I'll hit you with before you got to get out of here. Um, I know you guys are going to try to draw like comparisons like that and, um, it, but, but really it had, I wish I could have said this before the snaps in the preseason has nothing to do with the way like we execute, execute or the sloppiness was tonight. Cause it was just like, that we weren't, we weren't doing that in practice. We were smooth in practice. It was crisp getting in and out of the auto, getting calls in, um, and just everyone doing their job and executing our play. So it just seemed a little scattered tonight, um, with all our personnels and, um, just, just trying to find a rhythm and trying to find our identity on offense. And we just put ourselves in, in bad situations and shot ourselves in the foot so um you could maybe attribute it to that but i think that's kind of a stretch it's just we were uncharacteristic of who we usually are tonight as an offense and i mean i don't think it's because we didn't play in the preseason because uh we were we were rolling in practice and it just didn't translate uh the week of practice we had to the game and uh, we're going to look at the film and try to find out why and, and make sure it doesn't happen again it seemed like he hit an offense Trubisky touched on the preseason. He knew people were going to ask him about that, and he essentially brushes it off and says, hey, everything was fine in practice. It was more about we just weren't clicking. It, it, it just wasn't happening for us. Essentially, he contradicts himself and says everything. Like We, we, we were just kind of sloppy, and communication wasn't there, and everything was fine in practice, but it just didn't happen in the game, which I just find hard to believe. Let me ask you a question, man, right? You play sports for a majority of your life, right, including the quarterback position, correct? Correct. Do you practice how you play or play how you practice? Like, there is a correlation. Like, there's a, there's a, there's a correlation. Do you believe that there's a correlation to a good week of practice leads to a good game? Yeah, of course. Not always, of course, but a shitty week. Yeah, so, I mean, there's just there's no way that you had this great week of practice. I'm going right? to tell you this. Everything was yeah. Going into the game, especially with your offensive coordinator or coach, you know how comfortable you feel about the game plan and going in, right? Like, no. if you think this is going to work, if you think it's not going to work, 
Now, Nagy's a super confident guy, so he's never going to think his, his scheme's not going to work. But all this hiding everything and no one – like th- this whole notion of we were hiding David Montgomery, a fucking regular – I don't. I don't. When, when I say regular running back, I mean this dude's a hard nose. Yeah, this dude's a hard nose running. He's a run. He's a solid running back. This is not you fucking. Got four years of film of him, right? Like this. Exactly this is, is. He's not. Elusive, like yeah. He's not, yeah, like, he's not, not fucking calling. Barry Sanders or like we're we're gonna yeah. be throw. We're not. He's not Tyreek Hill where he's gonna be doing all this yeah. crazy <laughs> shit. Like like yeah. all this like yeah. let's hide David Montgomery. It's like what y'all talking about, man. Yeah, hide him, hide him, for, hide him for what? Get him some reps, right? Like so. Yeah, the, the boy needs reps. This is that. That was I. I found that kind of funny, but yeah, going into the game, you would know you th- that confidence level is there, and I know deep down, Nag. If Nagy's looking at something, he doesn't feel right. He should have got him some reps, but we'll never know that, right? What if Mitch came to 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 Nagy and was like, "Yo, I I want to play in the pre, man." Like. I don't know how that Matt Ryan or Mahomes situation works. Maybe he's like, hey, I want to play. Let me go knock some rust off. I don't think Trubisky's in this situation where he could go in and tell Nagy that he's going to play in the preseason. But it was interesting to hear him be like, hey, I'm not buying into the hype. I, I just I, – I don't know, man. It just seems so tough for for him to – it's just such a big situation for him to come in and literally get his first snap on Thursday night at 7.30. As yeah. far as the preseason thing, I don't know if he goes to Nagy and says, hey, I want to play in some preseason games, and Matt Nagy's like, no, I don't know if that's how that conversation goes. But from what I what I gather, Nagy doesn't put the value in the preseason at all. At all. So not, it doesn't not seem even like, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it doesn't seem like, yeah, not even a little bit. So I don't think it, it might have been a viewpoint. I mean, he's been with him now for over a year. Like you said, he spends every day with him. So I think he, he understands what Matt Nagy's about, so. You know, going to Nagy and asking if he can play in a preseason game, it's probably like, eh, whatever. Yeah, that's like asking um, me if I want to go to church or on Sunday or something, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's he like, just yeah, doesn't no, believe no, in that. It's not, yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not, not going to happen. I'm not going to go there, but you go ahead and do, you know. But, yeah, so, um, you know, and like as far as his demeanor, yeah, I mean, Mitch usually, usually has like that youthful exuberance about him, you know what I mean? Yeah, he um, looks down. He did down. not have that last night. But, he, again, it's. That was a bad performance, man. It's one of those – you can't take anything from that off. You really can't. You know, you can't pull anything away from that other than Allen Robinson's a good receiver. Yep. I, I want to get into the key moments of the game that I just – that were the biggest spots and I was a little dumbfounded about. The third and one shotgun play to Cordell Patterson was ridiculous. Oh, my God. What was that? We were on our own, like, 20-yard line. Maybe even he maybe, to a wide receiver. He it was almost like, hey, we got Cordell Patterson on our team, so we should use him at some point. And here's here's like a good spot to maybe use him. Nope. It was it's no, just was, like I, I, I could not understand that at the moment at all. So I don't I understand. That. If you want to run the ball, give it to David Montgomery. Give it to Mike Jones, Smith, whatever his name is, Davis. Um, not Cordero Patterson. If he comes in the game and lines up in the backfield, the defense knows exactly what's happening. He's not there to block. From you know what I mean? third and one from your own twenty yard line, there's we don't have that. There's not a lot of room for sh- for shotgun handoff draws to wide receivers. Like do yeah. that if you're like and listen, I'm on the record of saying how much I appreciate Nagy opening up the playbook and bringing a a, a fun open offense to Chicago. But do that shit at midfield, bro. 
We haven't yeah. done anything on offense all game. It's third. It's third and one, and you're on your own twenty. Go fucking pick up the first down. Yep. And even if it's a pass, like you want, you like to throw the ball. Tom Brady on third and three, he's th- he throws the ball out every time. Every time. Run a little out. Do something. Don't fucking run a handoff to Cordell Patterson. Okay, but that's early in the game. That's fine, right? Okay, listen. Yeah. We punt. Then let's move to the third quarter, 348. This is when the wheels really fell off for me. Montgomery makes that catch up the seam. That, that picks up a first down. On first down, Tariq gets like a screen pass. He picks up five yards. It's second and five. From inside the 30-yard line on our end, we're going in. We're down four points. It's seven to three. Run the rock on second and five, bro. Do you know you do you know how many options yeah. you have from the 25-yard line at like third and two? You can do anything. You can do any you can do anything you want anytime. Play action. Whatever. Second and five, run the rock. Yep. So instead of running the rock, they run like a post cor- like a like a out and up to Allen Robinson. That's when that's when Allen Robinson gets pushed out of bounds. Yeah. So okay, we went deep. It's still third and five, very manageable, right? It's third and five. We're still good. We're still on our twenty our, on our twenty what did I say? We're inside the thirty. We're at like our twenty seven yard line. It's third and five. We're good. Then we get a delay of game with three timeouts. Absolutely uh, inexcusable, not, bro. Not, not just one. We got two. No, but on that draw, I understand that was on that that whole was, draw. Were they both on the same? One was ten men on the field, right? Listen, yeah, yes. We on that drive, it happened to us twice, but we we got over the first one. You know what I'm saying? Like we yeah. got past the first one. We c- continued to move the rock. Now we're almost in the red zone. This is crunch time. We need points here. There's absolutely no no discussion. It's third and five. We have three timeouts, and you let the clock run out on a delay of game? Yeah, and it goes third, 10, 10. It's a 46-yard field goal to a 51-yard field goal. Forget Trubisky. He, did Trubisky fuck that up? 100%. Either call a timeout or get the playoff. But Matt Nagy yep. fucked that up too. Yep, you got simple, no, no awareness. You I'm simple, panicking. you simple. You're not aware of the situation. Exactly right. It's simple. You run out on the field. You bang a timeout. You get the boys yep. together. You're like, all right, here we go. You pick your oh. best play, and you pick up a couple yards. And oh. at the very worst, you kick a 43 yard field goal. Matt Nagy is a disciple of who? <laughs> you go good on that route. <laughs> Who's the worst clock manager in the history of the NFL? Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, Apple don't fall too far from the tree on that one. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it's halfway jokes, but when you look at it, like, yeah, I mean, late game situations, yeah, that's not the guy you want uh, managing the clock for you and trying to make the right decision. But the delay of game, 10 minutes on the field was inexcusable. Don't tell me about the week you had in practice when you only get 10 people on the field. Exactly. Don't tell me. How does an offensive player not make it to the field? Usually when you see too many men on the field or not enough men on the field, it's a defensive pickup. Like, oh, I thought we were in nickel. We're actually in dime or something like right. that, right? You get an extra DB on the field. Or maybe we were supposed to be in a 34, but I thought we were in a 43. So some fat-ass linemen didn't get off the field or something like that. You rarely see offensive players 
not be available for their sets. Yeah, because they're right? thirsty like, to get on the field. Offensive, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're the first people to get on the field. So how often do you see an offensive 10 men on the field? So who wasn't there is what I need to know, number one. And number two, that, yeah, that just cannot happen. It you can't, can't happen. You can't get a delay of game inside the 30 with three minutes left in the third quarter, down four points, and you have three timeouts. It just absolutely cannot happen. Period, happen. point blank, cannot happen. Yep. So then, so then this brings me to my other piece. So now it's fourth and ten. We have a fifty-three yard field goal, a fifty-one yard field goal in play. Listen to me, bro. Listen. It's seven to three. We haven't done anything on offense. If we don't have a kicker that can kick from fifty-one, he shouldn't be in the league or shouldn't be on the team. On a perfect night. I don't want to hear about none of that shit. He said that uh, Nagy said he asked the special teams coach. I can't remember his name. Um, essentially, he asked the special teams guys, are we in range here from 51? And they told him no. So he went for it. How does he not know that? Number one, he shouldn't. Well, I mean, how, and I'm going to play the audio in a bit here, but he essentially explained, like, hey, we have a trust between us and the special teams, and if, if uh, no. hey, if we're in range, no. are we in range here? I guess the special team people deal with the wind, all that. Listen, bro, I don't no, give a fuck no, about, no, 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 listen, no, 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 no. I don't give a fuck you know about any doing? of that. They were protecting, dude. They were scared. Protecting him, exactly. Protecting him. We can't have him miss a field goal because he'll get booed off the field. So we need to protect him. Is he okay in this situation? No. We don't want to ruin him in game one. Chris, Chris Tabor is the special right team coach. But, yeah, it's, it's nothing. Yeah. Chris Tabor, yeah. Special teams guy. So Matt in the presser said, hey, I looked at Chris Tabor. I asked him, is this his in range? They, he shook me off. He said no, so I went for it. Now, listen. If you can't go to your kicker to kick a 51-yard field goal, get him off the team. Yep. I don't want to and, – and the kick that I saw, Penn knocked it straight through with confidence. Run him out there. So then look. So look at the succession of mistakes in a row. So it's third and five. We get a delay of game. It's third and It's third and ten. Trubisky misses a throw to Cordell Patterson that he should have hit. Then we can't run our kicker out to run to kick a 51-yard field goal. And then, with our defense playing the way it is, Green Bay hasn't done anything. It's a four-point game. You go for it on fourth and ten? We haven't picked up ten fucking yards in a chunk all game. Pin him down in the corner. Put him on the 12-yard line, the five-yard line. And let the D go try to get a turnover or flip the field back again and reset it. It was that was the biggest that was the biggest piece of the game right there at the end of the third quarter. After he went for it on fourth and ten, it was obvious that he was uncomfortable and panicked. I'm talking about Matt Nagy. He didn't know what to do, and then the rest of the game played out as it did. I'm gonna I'm gonna play some some post game really quick. I'll play this post game audio of Matt Nagy. This is our coach, head coach Matt Nagy, post game. It's terrible. Yeah, absolutely terrible. And again, uh, it's it's unacceptable. There's no there's no excuses. The, every fan that showed up from Chicago today, that was a Chicago Bears fan, should, they should be upset. And and uh, because that's not who we are. That's uh, we're better than that. 
And like I said, it starts with me. So I, I, I uh, again, I told the guys that that we didn't have that all year last year. You know, and so is it a preseason thing? No, it's not a preseason thing. Our defense just did, they, they played pretty well today, not playing in a preseason. Um, but what it comes down to is just us needing to be better. And, and, um, if there's one thing that I feel like is one of my strengths, it's, it's being able to accept this kind of stuff and then try to do everything you can to fix it. You man up, you talk to, um, you know, your players, you get input, you talk to your coaches and you demand better. And that's what we need to do. Why is a 51-yard field goal considered too far for a kicker who said to have a, a big leg? He does have a big leg. It's, it's. Uh, I don't think the number matters as much as it is um, really from, I'm just putting trust into what our special teams coaches are saying, you know, and so if they feel like at one end it's different than the other, um, that's just that's just what he told me, and I have to, we have to stick by it. If, I, if, I, if we start breaking that and start reaching and we go out there and he kicks a 51-yarder and misses it, and now they get the ball at that spot it just uh it just breaks our rules you know so i have trust in him making i mean he's made multiple you know kicks past that i agree with you but there's certain situations whatever it is whether it's the wind or whatever that that Taves gives me that number, and I just I go with that. Why was there the lack of an offensive rhythm much today? Again, I think it was a combination of what uh, what they did on defense, and then just us. Uh, we were I think early on in the game, it felt first couple first downs we we got a, a nice chunk on first down, and then we would get first and ten, and it was second and nine, second and eight, then it's third and. You live in third down against this defense. He, if you go back and look at the numbers, this defense is one of the meaning Green Bay is one of the best green, one of the best defenses on third in that me, medium range in the NFL. They're good at it, so we can't get in those situations, and we got in them. How do you- that was Matt Nagy talking about the fifty-one yard field goal. Why he didn't go? He trusts. He called him tabs. He trusts him and thinks that hey, I am uh, I'm going to go with what my special team guys are telling me. I have to trust them. I will say this, man. The more I hear pressers, the more I understand Bill Belichick and why he acts how he does. If they would have asked Bill Belichick about that 51-yard field goal, why he didn't take it, he would have said, I didn't, we didn't take it. We decided to go for it. Next question. Yep, next question. Like, yo, I'm not about to explain to you that I talked to my special teams coach and he told me that we were out of range. That's yeah, entirely too. To. That's entirely too much information, <laughs> and I don't need to explain. Like, yeah. he's yeah. without. You know what I'm saying? Without. Yeah. I'm not saying that Nagy threw tabs under the bus. Chris Tabs, special teams coach, but he does because he tells him that he's essentially is like, yeah, I don't think this kid can make it from 51. Don't send him out there. Yeah, he needs to take ownership and say, like, yeah, Nagy exactly. should have just been like, ownership. I decided to go for it. Yeah, it's, all, it's city leadership, to be honest. Why is 50? Kind of the yeah. yeah, the question was, why, well, is, why was 50? I delegated that decision out to, uh, to the special team coach. He didn't agree with the thought, but yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Like, why, why is 51 too long? I decided to go for it. Next question. You know what I'm saying? And it's a fine line because then the media will start to turn on you a little bit. So you might have to yep. give him a little more than that. And Belichick can do that because he's the man. He wins Super Bowls, so he doesn't have to answer shit. He doesn't want to. Nagy's obviously not there yet. So you have to be a little more cordial than just saying, I wanted to go for it. Next question. But you don't have to divulge all that information that you just did. So I, the, the the older I get and the more I watch these pressers and the more I actually listen to how much information is being given up and how it gets flipped and turned and ridiculed, 
That's why he doesn't answer anything. Yeah. That's why not. he just stands up there and looks at people like, nah, yeah, we got Cincinnati next week. He's just here so he won't get fired. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> you know I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna let you go on a few of these questions. More Matt Nagy or Trubisky's fault. Nagy. It's it's clear as day, yeah? Nagy. Hands down. It's not even a question. Trubisky played bad. Nagy, it's Nagy's job to put him in a position to win, and he did not do that. So that's a Nagy loss. It's simple as Nagy had a really, really bad game, and Trubisky's not good enough yet to bail out Nagy if he makes any mistakes. Exactly. If Nagy yep. puts Trubisky in a bad spot, it's going to be a bad play. Yep. There's no ad-libbing that he's going to be able to do to be like, okay. And he's yep. just not confident enough to second-guess Nagy. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, oh, yeah. there's plays that are... There audible out of everything. Right. There's plays that are coming in yeah. for the elite guys like Aaron Rodgers, per se. And he's yeah. just like, like nah. nah, I'm going to run something else. <laughs> well, Do you know what I'm saying? Problem last year, so, yeah. so that that's the thing. He's just not there yet where he can overcome Nagy having the game that, that he did. So I'm going to agree with you and say Nagy as well. All right. Um, we kind of already answered this, but Our, or I spoke on this more than we, I guess you answered it. But I, I talked about this in the pod, the one I, I dropped the other day. Was the Adrian Amos release a big deal? Not a big deal, but was it underplayed? No. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I, I obviously he was a good player for us. But, you know, at the same time, you get football on the cap, you know that you know, eventually, if you pay Amos, that cuts into Eddie Jackson's money that he gets at the end of the year. And you got to juggle between those two. You got to weigh that the, the, the looming Trubisky extension. You got a lot of young players on D that you're going to need to sign. And you said Trubisky extension. Oh, yeah, he's going to get an extension. You said the extension. The extension, bro. Hey, you <laughs> Jared Goff get about 100 million. You said the. You said the. Um, I, man, I think he's going to go through that whole rookie deal. Unless he starts well, yeah, shooting lights saying, out. If you sign Amos for four years, right? Mitch has two years left on the rookie deal. You know, I, I, I think you got you to plan no, your money out. I, 100%. We couldn't have paid Amos, yeah. right? But I think yeah, it's being, have. I think it was downplayed a little bit of us missing him, but whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was great synergy between the strong safety and the free safety. I mean, like, if you look at it, they were the perfect complement to each other, right? Amos more those box, he's more of a run support guy. Eddie Jackson's a center fielder. So, I mean, yeah, it worked perfectly. Um, but, you know, at the same time, you can't keep everybody. Um, and, you know, I think overall, no, the defensive unit is still great, too. So, <clears throat> I'm not I'm not overly concerned about it. I think it was properly properly planned. I think there was some talk about it. So, yeah. I think we'll, we'll leave Amos there. But going into Denver – First of all, I I f- feel really bad about this game. I, I, yeah, I, zero confidence. I, I don't see – and I, I'll say it early in the week. I'll say it right now. I don't see how we go over there and win this game. Yeah, you don't want to go to a place like Denver. I don't care what kind of team that, that, that team puts on the field. There's certain places you don't want to play. Denver, Seattle, right? Those places have true inherent home field advantages. 
Um, and there's certain places you don't want to play if you're not if you don't have your shit together. And don't forget, Denver's got some defense, right? Von Miller is still what? available, correct? That defense um, is is yeah. elite, bro. And they got Vic the over there. Defense is elite. What? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that over under fuck around and be twenty seven. Yeah, so you know, again, I don't think that that's <laughs> the worst thing you want to do is after a loss like this one, then take a road trip to Denver to go play in no in that high ass altitude with no air. We got a little, a couple pluses coming off of the altitude is. Not the not the altitude per se, but just going to Denver. They'll be coming off a short week. They're playing Monday night where we got a couple extra days off since we played on Thursday. So that'll help. That helps. But, sure. man, there's going to be no way where I, I, you're going to see me putting some money up on the Bears to win that game. That shit's going to be a rough, I rough, 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 rough. Already. Every time I bet on the Bears, I lose. Did it last night. Lost. <laughs> Um, hey, real quick, I, I do got to go, but I just need yeah. to give you, you to give me 30 seconds, because I want to know how you feel about this. Yeah. And obviously, it's a developing story. You know where I'm going. Give me 30 seconds on, on your boy, AP. Oh, man, um, <laughs> I, I love, let, as, let the record state, and I, I'm going to continue to talk about this probably when you hop off, but... I don't know what's happening, man. I, I really don't. And and the funny thing is, if it wasn't for John Gruden, I think he'd already be gone. Oh, for sure. Um, but we knew Gruden ran the organization. So my thoughts is that just, just get to the fucking game, bro. Get to the game. Get to get to game one and remind them why you're the man and, and let all this shit blow over. Go catch a couple touchdowns. Just get to the game. Is he in the wrong? Get there. Is he in the wrong? Completely, bro. If you don't, if you don't feel like you should have to pay the fines, go talk to him man to man. You know what I think about A? I don't think A B. He he can't swallow his pride and go do that. He has yeah, a he, can't. Nah, he has he a hard time with that. Yeah. And when you heard um. I just blanked on his name, which is impossible. Um, who's uh, AB's agent? Raw. Rosenhouse. With, Rosenhaus. When you hear Rosenhaus on the mic last night, he was at Soldier. They asked him about it. He's like, "Hey, I I'm the one. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to make it up. I'm trying to make it happen. If it was up to you know us, us, he's talking about him and AB. We'd be back. We'd be ready to play. We'd be back with the team. But you know." Like, dude, you don't need you. You shouldn't be the one on the phone trying to smooth this shit over. A. B. and Mayock need to be man up and go talk to each other. Bring Gruden in there. Figure it out. If you remember when he was holding out, he was like, "Listen, I don't need football. If you if if you don't want to abide by what I how I'm gonna do things or what I want, I won't play. Remember that." He's yeah. he's Everybody says that until he's until he's about to lose thirty million. But but listen, he's he's proved that every step of the way. Yeah. You don't want to let me wear my helmet, I'm I'm gonna retire. You yep. don't you well, don't you know what I'm saying? You uh I saw, I saw a tweet from uh Ryan Leaf last night and Leaf was like, Look, I've seen this before, I know the feeling. This guy does not want to play football. He's like this is he's like this is classic of a guy who just doesn't want to play football anymore. Who said that? Uh, Ryan Leaf. He's like, I've been through it. He's like, you start throwing temper chances for no reason, all types of crazy shit. He's like, you don't want to play ball anymore. And then Mendenhall was like, uh, and I thought I saw that the trauma. He's like, this is trauma, not drama. Yeah, 
I saw he's it. like, you know, this. He's like, I've known him since he came in the league. You know, I've been in halls. Obviously, he's got his, his his thing he wants to talk about. But I just thought that was kind of interesting. Maybe he doesn't want to play ball, man. Like maybe he doesn't. Like we talk about, like how hard he works and everything like that. That just might be him. But he might just not want to fit into any type of struggle. I was just watching hard knocks, man. Like it was fun. I did my fantasy draft the other day, right? Someone took AP. Get in the team photo. He's got like a forty-four millimeter. Uh, chain on, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. full on chain, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, fully, fully available. And then you watch him at Hard Knocks. You watch him at Hard Knocks. He was showing up in like cream hoodies and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying, man? Just kind of doing his thing. And yeah, I mean, I think at some point, yeah, you might want to look at him. Like, does this dude even really want to be here? It's just like whatever. Now, you know I mean? now let me ask you this though. Sunday. Now let me ask you this though. You know, AB. You know how he is. You finally get everything set. No, the helmet's done. He's in camp. He's practicing. I understand Mayock wants to, you know, keep him in, keep shit in order, and and keep him accountable. But maybe don't even find him. Maybe don't even do that. You know how this guy's going to react to that type of shit. You know. I mean, you, I guess you want to try to keep him in check, but it's going to backfire. Maybe you figure out something else, man. I mean, I don't know. It's a bad situation overall because I understand being like, hey, man, you missed workouts. You missed practice. This, These are the Raiders rules in in handbook letter A, 59A, ABC.1. You read, if you miss this, you get fined this amount. Like, yeah, I get that, but fuck, man. Like, you're trying to, you, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I is, mean, is, I think, think man is a, B, petty in the situation at some point. I mean, but is a, B also? I mean, my, yeah. my, my fault. I didn't mean to cut you off, but really quick, a B is is a B in the wrong hundred percent. But you know how when you're in the wrong, or or you know, there's just you just gotta being the GM, you just gotta mediate the situation to the best of your ability. Get to week one, get him on the field. And hopefully, shit starts rolling. You finally get him happy, quote unquote, happy, playing in uniform, showing up, and you're like, "Oh yeah, here, AB. By the way, members, because all this stuff we've been dealing with, you, you, the, you got a fifty-six thousand dollar fine. It's like, yeah. fuck, man. Like, is it is that money that big a deal, or or is you you sticking it to AB that big a deal?" Or should you just no, that, that was a power move. Yeah, that was right. Mayock flexing his muscles. He knows John Gruden. Look, man, John Gruden is not a disciplinarian, right? You, you just got done watching hard knocks. This is not a. This is a player's coach, like to the maximum, right? Now, unless that player is Derek Carr. Um, every other player, the other <laughs> two guys on that team, he really cares about. Uh, <laughs> but um, so it's kind of like <laughs> it's true. That you, the more I watch it, bro, by far the most awkward interaction I've ever seen between head coach and any player. Like, and, that, I think it was the second-to-last episode. They show up standing on the sideline, and Gruden's talking. They're like, yeah, yeah, we got to cut some people. And uh, Carr's like, yeah, good guys. And Gruden's like, yeah, good people, too. Yeah. yeah. And by the end of the conversation, Gruden had moved six feet away from him. <laughs> and was like, get this guy the fuck away from Dude, me. But then, but then Nathan Peterman <laughs> leads a great drive in, like, the third preseason game, and Gruden's doing, like, backflips. Dude, that's so I think in, in, yeah, he hates Derek Carr. That's he a perfect point. John cannot stand the man. And he, and, he, <laughs> and he has a hard time hiding it, but like yeah, that's a perfect example. They're talking yeah. about cutting guys or like yeah, yeah, like some really vanilla ass conversation. 
and Peterman yep. literally completes five balls and goes down in a preseason game, and he's giving him hugs in the locker room, saying how proud of him he is and all this other shit. Like, <laughs> it's so obvious. He's like, dude, this guy did yeah, It's like, obvious, bro. Don't, I don't fuck please. with you. Yeah. I don't want you here. You're trash and all that. But, hey, I got to go. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk later. And, uh, yeah, man. You already know, man. Uh, we'll catch up soon. And uh appreciate you giving me a ring, taking some time, bro. Yep. You already know. Let's stick on that A-B topic because I think that's interesting. I hate to be the guy that says Mayock should have just ate the fines, but you got to know your situation. You got to know, is it worth what's, what what could possibly come of this? Did he think he was going to find A-B and A-B was going to cut the check, smile, and have not have a problem with it? You're the GM. You're running the organization. He tried to flex some muscle on AB, and it backfired to the point where you might not have to pay that $30 million, but you might also lose one of the best wide receivers in the league. Right after you finally got everything settled, his feet are looking better, his helmet's on. And by the way, if you haven't seen the clips of them making front of AB about his new helmet. They're talking about it looked like the Lambo truck and a and uh uh they said it looked like a I think the, ah they said a whole bunch of shit, but they were making front of how big and different the helmet is. It was really funny. Go check it out on hard knocks. But is AB in the wrong? I've said it three times now. Yeah, he is, but just get to week one. Everybody in the organization in the situation. Mayock, get to week one, fuck the fines. A, B, get to week one, just go to practice, get ready. There's an interesting point with what Nick said about what Ryan Leaf's comments. Maybe he just doesn't want to play. Like, then just retire. The Mendenhall thing with the trauma. I mean, these head injuries are real, and that's interesting for him to come out and say that. And, I mean, that's a strong statement. So for him to come out and say that and be, and, and someone that also dealt with some mental stuff, it's interesting to get his uh, his perspective on that. That's enough about AB, man. I feel like I talk about this guy every day. But Bears go to Denver next week. We'll have a pre-show for that. We'll have a post-show for that. Cubs got the win last night in Milwaukee. Scored more runs than the Bears. I'll be back post-weekend to talk about that. I have some guests on. No catch up sports talk via Chicago. Make sure you lock in with us, man. Subscribe, tell your friends, give me a five star review if you have a chance. No catch up sports talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Stay tuned.